Hello, people of people of the internet. This is this is Trevor and Matthew, and together we are the, the Movie, Movie Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> so today, for our movie theme this week, it's going to be one of my personal favorites: monster movies. We got a good movie and a bad one. We're going to be reviewing them, and we hope you enjoy. He's nuts on monsters. I can't help it. And. Like, we're going to start off this week with prayers. Uh, Matt, do you have any prayer requests at all? Both a few as well as anything. Facing some doubts a few times these days more than anything, but uh, still though, nothing else that I've really, really heard. Okay. Actually, since I've been doing so many prayers, let's, let's let you do the prayers this time. Yeah. Right, sure Nothing else. Dear Lord, we just uh, thank you for this evening and all, and we just uh, pray for this. For right now, we have a very nice talk about our good movies and all, and our bad ones. We just pray for anyone else out there who's listening to this right now. If they have anything they want to say to us, they pay they have the courage to come forward, you know. Just Lord, we just pray you be with us at all times, whenever we need you, whenever we're feeling down. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, this, like I said, this week's themes is going to be monster movies. And to start us off, Matt has chosen a bad one. Yeah. And it's a bad one which I didn't actually see. And uh, with good reason. Yep. <laughs> the bad one is Piranha 3D. They actually made another one. but <laughs> Oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah. I didn't actually... Oh, I, this is a movie which I see saw part of it. But there's a reason why I chose it as the bad movie. Gory, gory, gore. And just too much gore. So let's... So uh, can you explain us the characters and plot of the movie? Nope. Piranha 3D is basically just uh, set in Lake Victoria, the uh, largest lake in the world in uh, Africa. You know, set at Lake Victoria, a minor earthquake opens up a chasm that connects the lake to a larger subterranean one. The local sheriff, played by Elizabeth Shue, uh, escorts a trio of scientists to explore the underwater cave, while her chief the deputy, uh, played by Ving Rhames, is left to oversee the chaos of spring break. Yeah. However, thousands of prehistoric piranha have uh, outlived their species' extinction by millions of years, are, are now able to escape to the surface, eating two of the scientists, and then making their way towards the town's very active beach. Almost sounds like a Jaws movie with piranhas. Yeah. But uh, the thing being, I could see how this movie got like some of the uh, surprising good reviews that it all had in, because it's mm -hmm. one of those things that kind of mocks the kind of tropes that, ha that has Jaws, but uh, what just really spelled down the movie and all was just the incredibly gory scene. I mean, I've seen like I've seen bits of Piranha 3D, and then I also saw a little bit of the original. Because uh, you, uh, you think that watching, um, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember the fisherman's name um, from Jaws... Um, Flint. Flint. Yeah, yeah, Flint, Flint. If you think <clears throat> if you think watching Flint getting eaten alive by Jaws was bad and that was, was horrifying, well uh the piranhas uh may feeding frenzy of the college students at the lake in the movie makes it look like a Girl Scout's picnic. Oh my god. Ugh. Ugh. I mean you gotta you gotta think about it this way though. Those are thousands of teeth. Yeah. Very sharp, pointy and um they are small packs. Hey, hey, hey. I hear teeth. Great. 
big, big nasty teeth. teeth. Yeah, James and the Giant Peach. Oh, yeah, man, should have thought of that. <laughs> it's <times>. fine, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like I've just, seen the. Mo- I've always had a very big like pet peeve against just films like those that rely way too much on gore. Yeah, it's, there's like it's just so like. Oh, you can have the gore. You can have the gore, but at least make it. At least have a good story behind yeah. it. Yeah, because ultimately, how it could have been improved is, is ultimately if it was more like Jaws or Alien, where if he ultimately if it had a lot less gore and just more of like what Jaws and Alien had, which was more psychological, unsettled. It would have been a lot better that way. Yeah. Those are the films that like really are the better ones in my opinion. Even though I don't often want to watch them, but I, <laughs> those are the ones that are truly better. I will. I've seen like bits and pieces though. The CGI could have been a little bit better too. Just, ugh. But the one thing is, I will give it, it's like, if you think about it, those piranhas, given the chance, I've seen them actually do that to not live people, but carcasses. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing that people have faced for, like, that the horror was very realistic. Kind of like Jaws, too, where it was yeah. like, you know, there was, there are great white sharks like that, yeah. and there's actually, because of Jaws, there actually is a theory called the rogue shark theory. Yeah. The ultimate thing about with, like, Jaws and Alien was how it's, it's like... It's it builds up the suspense. And it's, it's so very suspenseful, and you don't have to see the shark so much or the alien so oh, much. Oh, yeah, to know it's there. But, honestly, I can see why the Piranha 3D is the way it is, but, <clears throat> way it is, but, yeah, sometimes you need to hold back on the gore more on the scare factor. Ugh, yeah. But now that we've gone through, the, through this bad one, it's time for my personal favorite, and, of course, Matt can agree with me on this one. The second good movie is the recent Godzilla movie from America. We are not talking about 1998. We're talking about 2014. <laughs> <Huh>. <clears throat> I thought you were going to do the original one. I did, but honestly... You thought I, you thought we would be able to talk about this one more. A lot more, yeah. Yeah. So, this is a remake. This is like another American take on the Godzilla movie. This one did a lot better of a job. I will admit that. <laughs> Pardon me? And I really did like Godzilla. I like the monsters. I love the visual effects. Everything was top notch. But let me get to the characters of plot. So years back, 1999, pretty precise, a mysterious creature has awoken, or was starting to awaken, and Dr. Sarazawa, played by Ken Watanabe, was called to investigate as part of the secret task force known as Monarch. Fun fact about Dr. Sarazawa, that's actually a callback to the original movie. You know what Dr. Sarazawa did in that movie? What? He was the one that killed Godzilla. What? He had the Oxygen Destroyer. And with the Oxygen Destroyer, um, that ultimately killed Godzilla. But in a sad... It's a sad movie. And in a sad twist, the doctor took his own life because he was afraid of if the Oxygen Destroyer got in someone else's hands. You know what that would have caused. Worldwide destruction. And he said that's far worse than any other nuclear bomb. Even the the hydrogen bomb. Exactly. Because it literally removes all the oxygen from the air and then liquefies it. Oh, dang. Well, anyway, continue on with this. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for the task force, the creature made its way to, to a Japan nuclear facility where Joe Brody, played by the awesome Brian Cranston, is working. And it caused an accident that kills his wife and his son, years later... Ford Brody, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, he joins the military because of this incident and is a nuclear specialist, nuclear um, nuclear bond specialist. And unfortunately, though, 
he has to help out his father get out of jail because he's trying to go back to that location to find out what happened. Well, they actually do find out what happened. It was it was a monster. The monster Muto. In this case, the flying Muto. We find out that it's made of chrysalis and it is hatched and it is starting to cause destruction and chaos. Meanwhile, the Muto actually kind of reawakens Godzilla. And at first in Hawaii, the two have a climactic clash. But eventually it's found out there's a female Muto. Mm. And they all make their way towards San Francisco. Rest in peace, Golden Gate Bridge, because every disaster movie. <laughs> <laughs> every disaster movie they get. So the so Godzilla and the Mutos meet meet in San Francisco and Aaron Taylor John and um ah, Ford Brody, they all meet in San Francisco and try to stop the bomb, stop the monsters, and save the day. Now, like I said, what makes this movie good, and Matt can agree with us, the CGI is on point. It's really yeah. good. Like Godzilla moves like a monster. He looks like a monster. Yeah. And the roar, mm, the roar is awesome. I saw this movie when it came out and all with my parents in every way, and uh, I wasn't very much of a Godzilla fan and all, but like, uh, when I like uh, compare see it compared to all the other Godzilla films, when I when Trevor when I've seen the clips of it all because of Trevor, well, mm. I just can't help but say that like the guys that made this Godzilla film really were able to. They really made made yeah. Godzilla realistic and pop. Yeah, just the ultimate thing with like all the other Godzilla films is just that. The way in which they're made, like the aesthetics and all, like this is gonna be hard to say from to like um, define to like uh, on the other people, but uh, aesthetics is kind of like what you call the beauty makeup of a uh, yeah. film and all. Yeah. Just when you see like a Godzilla film from the old days, it you can't help but think, um, eh, this kind of reminds me too much of like you know a pl- the old plastic um, Godzilla suit that you usually see when someone gets up into a Godzilla suit. Although I enjoy scale. that. I enjoy that. And it's got its own appeal. But this one, however, it doesn't have that. This one is really, it's really, truly a realistic Godzilla. We're seeing the coming of age where it's like they're moving away from CGI and from suits, going to CGI. I kind of have a little bit of a problem with that because I'm nostalgic. But honestly, it looks like it's for the better. Um, For me, also, the scaling. I love the characters in this, especially Brian Cranston's character. The human character. They did a lot more in this one. And Brian Cranston was my favorite, though. I loved his character. Um, I thought the story was great, too. I thought the story and the effects were on point. My favorite point in the movie was when Godzilla breathed his atomic breath. Oh, yeah. That was his signature. They missed in 1998, but they made up for it in this one. And the beam effect is perfect. It looks realistic. It feels realistic. As, As with any good movie, my opinions... How can it be improved? Stop the cutaways. Cutaways? So like in Hawaii, you know when that big fight was about to build up uh-huh. with Muto and Godzilla about ready to fight? You know, you got the music, everything's built up, Godzilla roars, and then it cuts away to the kid. The little kid back in San Francisco. I just thought that was kind of like a cop-out because I wanted to see those two fight because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ford Brody's son. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, I wanted to see those so two. So it didn't show the fight at all? It showed a bit on the TV, but I wanted to be in there, hearing the roars, hearing the action and everything. I guess they were saving it for San Francisco and all. I mean, it's a good idea, but the way the music built up, the way the everything was built up, though, you know what I mean? It just kind of just like was like, nope. 
Um, another thing for me is a little, a little more focus on Godzilla. I'm not complaining because there was a Godzilla movie just like this one that had even less screen time than this Godzilla had on in this movie, believe it or not. But from what we had, I'm not complaining. He was great when he was on screen. He had the he had his presence felt. He had his presence known. Um, another thing, less a little less on the humans, but I did love the characters. I will yeah. say the characters were good, but That's it's good. just a little less on the humans. And for me, make the more for me Ford. I wanted him to be more interesting. It was it was very interesting for me, you know. Like uh, what really was the drag for me was um his family, you know, his bond with his family. Oh no, I enjoyed that very much so too. But it's just like this is one way this one viewer put it. Reviewer put it. He was just there because he was a nuclear bomb specialist. Hmm. Now, how they could improve that, have him be a nuclear bomb specialist, but have him go back and try to save his family at the same time. Like, have him help the military, but also have him really go back and save his family more. I enjoyed what he did, though. I'm not lying. I did like Ford. Um, but another thing is, for me, I hate that they killed off Brian Cranston so early. No, so people, so many were surprised. I mean, the trailer were, like indicated it would be him, you know, but uh, he was deceiving. Yeah, I liked it, and I didn't like it. I liked it because Brian Cranston really got into character. Ford was okay. I, Brody, um... Aaron did an okay job with it, but he could have done a, just a little bit more better instead of just like him standing there and just saying, hey, I'm a nuclear bomb specialist, let me help. And I on that, this movie was perfect. I thought this was a good modern adaptation for Godzilla, and I'm excited for 2019's Godzilla 2, when we're going to have King Ghidorah, actually we're going to have Rodan, Mothra, and Godzilla's main enemy, King Ghidorah. A gigantic, golden, three-headed Hydra dragon. Oh. And trust me, Matt, this thing dwarfs Godzilla in size. <laughs> it just, and I thought Danny's dragons were bad enough. Yeah, and it's like this is a space monster too. And it's got gravity beams, hurricane force winds. And I'm, I'm excited for it. <laughs> I'm really excited just for it. Just that name, Ghidorah. Yeah, exactly. King Ghidorah. It just that name strikes fear. Because it's like, this thing is there. And, well, that'll be it for this week. And th thank you all for joining us. Um, like I said, um, final thoughts for our, our movies. Piranha, less gore, more story. Godzilla, a little more Godzilla, please. But other than that, you're awesome. And I can't wait to see where this next director takes it. So what's our genre for next week now? I... Let me pull that up. Our genre for the next week. Our genre for the next week is historical fish, fi, fi, fiction. Oh, 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 I shall be sure to pick something interesting for this one. Yep. Matt's going to pick a good movie. I'm going to pick the bad one. So, final thoughts. Uh, here's, here's some final prayers. Lord God, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for this podcast. We thank you for all the viewers and listeners. We ask that you lead and guide us direct us for the rest of the school semester and the rest of this year as we go on to do a lot of assignments, God, but we know we're in good hands and you'll take care of us. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, that's it for this week. My name is Trevor. And I'm Matthew. And we are the, the Movie Brothers. Brothers. And we wish you a good, a God-blessed night. Yep.